episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. Buddy. What's up, man? We have a number of hours left in the transfer window. Are you ready for this? <laughs> it's going to get wild. That's all I can say if today is any uh, precursor for it. Holy crap. We got a lot to get into. So today, preview of match week four in the EPL. We got some damn good games coming up. Ooh. Transfer deadline day is on Friday. Champions League draw happens today. And got a ton of news in football, as well as our five matches to watch for y'all. So let's get into it. All right, make sure you guys. Checking out our socials, our Facebook Facebook group, our Instagram, our TikTok, our YouTube channel. So that way you guys can make sure you get all the up-to-date stuff on Transfer Deadline Day, our Redbubble, so you can get pretty awesome merch like this awesome dad hat I got on. <laughs> it's really an awesome dad hat, man. I love it. It really does make <laughs> me look like I got a dad hat on, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Targo. Let's get into the fun stuff. What the you drinking, stuff, man. my friend? What you drinking? I think this might be, I think this might be a bruise and banter first here for me. I am drinking some red wine. Oh shit. <laughs> it yeah. is Robert's first. What's what? A first, yes. It's a first. Robert Mundavi Private Selection Heritage Red Blend. It's out of California. Yeah. 2019. I don't feel like reading the back to you all, so let's just give it a try. I have not had it. Wife okay. poured me a glass, and she was having some, and I thought, I can do that for the Looks like the it show. was the end of the bottle. <laughs> it was the end of the bottle. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, that's a red wine. Woo-hoo-hoo! <laughs> Woo. My sips will be uh, very sporadic during this episode. Yeah. Well, then I guess I'm drinking for you because I got two beers today. Two beers? It's been one two of those beers. weeks, man. Show me your two yeah. beers. Okay, so I got Cascade Lakes Brewing Company Staycation IB or Stay K IPA. Stay K. Stay K. Yeah. Uh, it's a pineapple IPA. It, honestly, I've, ha- I've been drinking it, so it's about halfway gone. It tastes like a hazy. Like a pineapple hazy IPA. I would probably like that. Yes, you would. 100%. I Second would like one, that, yeah. This one I have not had yet. It's from Mountain Lakes Brewing in Spokane. This one, I love the name of it. It's called Fuggle Pants IPA. <laughs> that is a great name, Fuggle Pants. I have not had it. So that might, we might have to name this episode Fuggle Pants. Fuggle Pants. <laughs> for the Spotify and all those. Which you guys should be giving us five stars on. Just saying. I I agree on that one. Um this one's an odd one. It's kinda bland, I'll be honest with you. Oh. Fuggle pants yeah, not like, coming out strong, huh? Well, it's like fuggle pants, right? Like just just kind of there. It, it's bland up front. Like it, most IPAs hit you with flavor in the front. Well, it doesn't have any, and then it just like slowly hits you on the tongue. 
Very hoppy finish. That's it. So would you drink it again? Probably not. But, I mean, if someone handed me one, yes, I would drink it. Okay. Would drink again, but wouldn't seek out to drink again, I guess. Yeah, I would go solid, solid five out of ten. This uh, Stay K, I'm going to go eight. Solid eight. I very much enjoy it. Don't ask me to do red wines, man. I am not a wine connoisseur. All reds pretty much taste the same to me. (laughs) I'm I'm not a wine connoisseur either, but I can definitely tell the difference, and I do drink a lot of wine. So I do not. I try to save all the beers for the podcast, man. You got to have something new. Got to switch it up every once in a while. Yeah, I can't just try all the beers out on my own. I got to do it. (laughs) Okay, let's get into the news, Targo. (sighs) There's Manchester United left backs. Um, They're linked with a lot of them. Who are they going for? This time it's Lyon's Nicolas Tagliafico being their main target, looking to get a one-year loan over the line. They're also looking at Brentford's Rico Henry, Tottenham's Sergio Regulon, and Barcelona's Marcus Alonso. I would assume Marcus Alonso is going to be the cheapest and last resort option there, but I mean, all not bad targets to back up. The injured Luke Shaw. Shaw. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I will say Marcus Um, Alonso started on the weekend for Barca against Villarreal. Didn't look too bad, but last time he was in the Premier League, he looked real bad. So he looks aged. I would say. I yes. guess is the yes. Correct. Like, I feel term. like he'd be a better center back than a left back at this time. Person. Mm. Anyways, Liverpool and the uh, link that won't go away. They're said to be in advanced negotiations with Bayern for Ryan Gravenberch. Uh, they need to find buyer need to find a replacement first before they let him go. They're said their asking price is said to be 30 million euros. So compared to what they've been linked with this summer, that's pretty inexpensive for Liverpool. Yeah. A little bit of untested midfielder there. Mm-hmm. Still young. Plays well old. at Ajax. Uh, speaking of Bayern Munich's replacements, their eyes are on uh, Zhao Paulinha. Scott McTominay on loan or Wilfred Ndidi? So just do a swap, grab a verse for McTominay. <laughs> well, McTominay's United, and this is Liverpool. But... Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. But I think United yeah. have also been linked with they grab have, Birch, yes. haven't they? Yeah. For literally a straight swap with Fire for the two of them on loan. So there you Let's go. See. Yeah. PSG's bid of 80 million has been rejected by Eintracht Frankfurt for Kola Muani. He has since gone on strike and after the club rejected their club record bid for him. Yeah, that I think Frankfurt's club record. I think I've heard they're holding out for a hundred mil. Yeah. I think I think PSG will get it over the line, but we got some more PSG news later on. So I don't I, financial fair play is a joke. Let's just say that. <laughs> Matthias Nunez has signed for Manchester City for sixty million pounds from Wolves. Is it official? I saw today he was... He got the here we go from uh, Fabrizio Romano and a number of other sources. Not got the here we go, so it's probably happening. So the other stipulation in this one was Tommy Doyle, a youth product of Manchester City, went to Wolves for $5 but City retained 
50% of his sell-on clause. So whenever they sell him, City gets half of the fee. And then they all, Wolves also signed Santiago Bueno from Girona. So some quick in and outs there. That's an interesting one. How do you think Wolves will do without Mateus Nunez? I'm I'm very curious. I think they're gonna probably have to spend the rest of that sixty mil before they transfer. I think they can, man. They're they're hurting financially. I, I don't think so either, but they're gonna have to spend some of it. I mean he's their best player by far. And he hasn't even played for him for a year. So I I don't know if I would say he's their best player. He's definitely, of course, one of the better sorry. One of their more impactful players, I will say that. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at last season, his stats, I guess overall, are not fantastic. Like he had one goal and one assist. Yeah, but he he seems to be that pass before the pass. He is, and he's good at getting them uh, wolves out of trouble, carrying the ball out from that you know defensive end into the attacking end. But stats wise, not great. One goal, one assist. Yeah. Do you think Man City are getting a dud, or is it a is he a good is it a good signing? Well, he's young, right? Um, he's show he's got a lot of raw potential. I mean, he's not the youngest. He's twenty five. Yeah, but young compared to other players that City have signed, I guess. I guess I really didn't realize. I don't know. Doku's not old. I thought he was not old. I thought he was twenty three. So twenty five that that does make a big difference. Um, I mean, he's I think it's going to be a signing more like Calvin Phillips. Just sit there. Poor Calvin Phillips, man. They go and buy two midfielders this season. He's just sitting there on the bench waving his hand. Hello, I'm here. I can play. (laughs) I I just, I don't even understand why he went. Liverpool have been linked with Calvin Phillips. Maybe he gets more playing time there. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Potentially, Uh, yeah, that defensive end. Yeah. He'd have to fight off Endo. Yeah, well, at least he's got a better chance than Rodri, so. (laughs) You're not wrong. Rodri is, yeah. The the best, to put it like. I I had a start, sit, sell for you. Okay. Rodri, Busquets, Casemiro. All in their primes? Sure. Well, because I'm not going to start Busquets right now. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. In their primes, I would start Busquets, I would probably bench Rodri and sell Casemiro. For me, it's just how good Busquets was on the ball. Those little passes he'd make over. He still does it, but it's in the MLS. Yeah, he did it last year for Barca. Yeah, and he does it in the MLS, and it's like nobody can stop him. Also, don't even get me started on that picture where he's barefoot. That's the most oh, yeah. butt I've ever seen in my His life. His long ass feet. <laughs> oh my god. Like there's like no toes on the end of it either. <laughs> it's <a> goddamn alien. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of Manchester City and young talent, Chelsea have agreed this to This one surprised me. Manchester it came out of City freaking nowhere, dude. This this deal seemed like it took like 15 minutes. I swear to god. Uh 45 million, it's 40 mil with 5 million add-ons for Cole Palmer who tore it up early in the first two games of City season coming on against 
Was it Burnley and Arsenal? Burnley, yeah. And they scored a you know a golasso against Arsenal in the Community yeah. Shield. Yeah. As medical is to take place today. Uh, deal took. Yeah. According to Fabrizio Romano, they've been behind the scenes discussing it, but no, I didn't hear anything about it until a couple hours ago, and then a couple hours ago it was done. So <laughs> that's insane. fantastic signing for Chelsea, man. Oh, huge! Little and bit of needed- risk, forty mil, not not huge, or forty five mil, not a huge fee, but still quite a bit for you know a young. What is he? Twenty? Yeah, twenty twenty one. Not quite proven yet, but you can clearly see the potential and skill is there. So, Oh, the potential is huge. Yeah. So he's 21, you're right. So, yeah. Uh, it's a huge signing for them. I think he might be one of their most impactful signings that they have. That's a huge Especially signing, man. allows Sterling to go back over to the left. Where he's... Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. <sighs> All right. I don't know. Would you want to move Sterling with what that that relationship he's got go with Malo Gusto? I I don't know. That's a Pochettino question, not a me. Okay, let me let me hit up Pochettino <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, let me uh text him. Got him on quick. speed dial here. Hey Poch. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny how bad Tottenham are doing? Yeah. How about Sterling on the right? <laughs> how bad anyway. Tottenham are doing as they've yeah. won two of their three games. And we'll get to what happened. Yeah, we'll get to what happened today. Uh, Ivan Fresneda has signed for Sporting Lisbon. And get this price, because this is a bit ridiculous for me, for someone who's been linked to some of the biggest clubs in the world. 9 million euros, plus 3 million in add-ons, and a 10% sell-on clause to Valladolid. Yeah, he was linked with uh, Borussia Dortmund, Arsenal, Barca. What a great signing for Sporting. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, players that play for Barcelona or have been linked to them, Aston Villa and Barcelona have agreed on a loan deal for Clément Langley, uh, center back. Provides extra depth for them. Yeah, I'm guessing it's because of the injury to Tyrone Mings. Yeah. So, I think it was a good signing. He did... Pretty terribly at Tottenham last season, I will say. Didn't play much. Yeah, I mean, he might be a little, play a little backup here. Yeah, 100%. Um, but it provides depth for them at center back, which they didn't really have a ton of, so that's good. Okay, so into a bit of Fulham news. Fulham have signed Timothy Castagna from Leicester City. Uh, and they're also set to make a 15 million euro bid for Luis Ocampos. Thoughts? You think they can get Ocampos for that cheap? Uh, I feel like going you should with start at like 40. I feel like it too, but apparently Sevilla's in some dire financial trouble right now. Interesting. And then Castagna, yeah, he'll be back up there to Kenny Tete at Fulham. Yeah, it's good signing. Not terrible. Not terrible back. He did he did okay for Leicester City last season. There was glimpses of great potential in him. And then Ocampos for fifteen mil, I think that might be the steal of the summer. Steal. Yeah. Steal. Absolute steal. And then to cap it off, um after tying Arsenal over the weekend, they knocked Spurs out of the Carabao Cup on penalties on Tuesday. Yep. Tied one one, went to PK's. 
See you later, Spurs. Yeah. I will say, Ange Postacoglu made nine changes for this game. Oh, yeah. No, I watched it, and uh, yeah, this was a very, very different Tottenham side, but it also shows kind of like Arsenal last season. With their backups, they're not very good. No, but your your one guy got a goal. Yeah, Richarlison. I did see it. (laughs) Yeah. Richarlison got the one goal. Took him how many games last year to score? Almost the whole season. Yeah. But kind of backs up my point of benching him in our sit-start cell. (laughs) (laughs) Must have heard me. Uh, Tottenham was the first EPL side knocked out of the Carabao Cup. And I'm just going to, you know, quietly laugh at them because it's yet another trophy passing them by. Yeah, I, I was questioning all those changes. You know, you expect a few, three, four, but nine. Do you think if Spurs were to win any <laughs> trophy this season, it would be that one? Yeah, you want to stay in it, man. You, I mean, especially, I mean, no offense to Tottenham fans, but you're not going to win the league. No, you're probably not going to so win you, the you FA wanna, Cup. You know, it's a trophy. Yeah. It's not the most prestigious trophy, but, it, it's, but it's something to hang your hat on, man. Yeah, I mean, just look at Manchester United last season. They kind so of I don't know started. why he would make that many changes. Maybe he's trying to get a better sense of that squad. That something you can't see in training, so you play him in a cup competition. I don't know, but disappointing. Lost momentum after those fantastic opening games in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, apparently, they've also... Sorry. Speaking of Spurs, they've also inquired about FC Porto winger Pepe, according to Rudy Galetti. He's the same person that brought the uh, Mo Salah wants to leave Liverpool. So, <laughs> so we'll see how real it is, huh? Grain, grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Napoli have given Irving Chucky Lozano the green light to travel to Amsterdam to complete his medical for a sensational return to Ajax. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then Matteo Guendouzi has joined Lazio on a loan deal for an initial somewhere between two to five million, with an obligation to buy for twelve million. Arsenal get fifteen percent of that fee. Leaving Marseille for Lazio, okay. Yeah, I'm interested to see where his career goes because he's got so much potential, but his attitude is not great. Well, I'm curious, how old is he? 24. You are correct. Good job. Thanks. I don't get them all right, but, you know, <laughs> I'll take it when I can get it. All right. To uh, the only piece of Saudi Arabian news that we have today. Al- oh, my gosh. Only one? No, I tried to stray away from it, but Al Arabi me- are closing in on the signing of Marco Verratti from PSG. Final details are being clarified on the player side, and then it's a done deal, according to Fabrizio Romano. About right for him, man. His career really stalled there at PSG. It did. I mean, he was good for the first couple of years, but lately. Uh, Injuries. Just, just like destined to leave. So Injuries, man. Yeah. And then uh, Nottingham Forest with yet more players that they're apparently going to sign. They're closing in on deals for Michi Bastuai from Fenerbahce and Callum Hudson-Odoi from Chelsea. So Callum Hudson-Odoi, I could see. Because he's, what, a left-winger? Mm-hmm. Callum. Uh, Michi Bastuai, though. They got Chris Wood, Awanyi, Brennan Johnson up there. Is there yeah. is one of those three maybe leaving? Possibly. Potentially. 
I don't know. It could be something that we have no idea about. And it'll come out Foreshadowing. <laughs> I personally hope on when that when he stays for the whole season. So I would love to see how much he can terrorize defenses for Nottingham Forest. So far, he's been doing a good job, man. Exactly. Okay, back to PSG. Uh, they have completed an agreement with Lyon for winger Bradley Barcola for a total of 50 million euros. So how much money has PSG sent? Spent? I mean, they bought this guy, Bradley Barcolo. They got Concalo Ramos. Tuzman Dembele. Mm, that's not it either, I don't think. Uh, that uh, Asian gonna, player, Kang. They're... Kang and Lee. Min Lee, yeah. Um, that one's a free transfer. Was he? Same with, I knew Asensio was, and I think Screenyard was. But they're on big wages, aren't they? Well, apparently getting rid of Messi and Neymar's wages. Well, I guess that helps. They sold Neymar. Neymar especially, yeah. Um, yeah. They've spent a total of 141, oh wait, 209.5 million euros, but they've got 141 million in. Okay. So That Neymar deal, huh? Uh, Manuel Ugarte. Oh, they bought him. That's right. 60 mil, I think. So, yeah, those are the the signings they spent money on. Okay. Brighton. And uh, probably my shock transfer. Um, I had it on my predictions, but I can't say it's a prediction since it's happened. So, so is it got Brighton, the here we go? It did get the here we go. Um, I wrote on here they inquired to sign Ansu Fati on loan from Barcelona. He had to choose between Spurs and Brighton. Apparently, he chose Brighton. So that's an interesting pretty, one. Pretty great signing for them, though. For Brighton, he's a left winger. I think he's replaced he both sides. Um, yeah, I think he does too. Play left and right. Because on the left, they got yeah. obviously. Matoma. Matoma, yeah, but on the right they got silly March, man. Yeah, uh, I don't, is that Sufati sure. play in Brighton? I would think doesn't so. start. I don't think he starts. I, yeah, it's, it'd be interesting to see. Um, maybe they're bringing him in to be more of a backup for Matoma. Maybe they want to put Sully Marshmore center. I don't. I have no idea about this one, but it came could out of nowhere. Could be just depth since they're playing in Europe. Yeah, could be. And he'll definitely get a lot of playing time if that's the case. All right, our final piece of news. Barcelona looks set to put all their chips in the Jao Felix basket because they look to complete the deal before the end of the window. They're looking to loan out or sell two players to make room for him so they can actually register him. According to Fabrizio Romano, you think they get that done in the remaining leave, hours? Leave that for my predictions. Okay. 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 So, with just hours left in the window and a Champions League draw coming up, make sure to catch our special transfer deadline edition of The Rumor Mill on YouTube as we discuss Champions League draw, cover all the transfers on deadline day. You can see you can get those last-minute deals in. 
And I will be joined by my colleague over here, Mr. Targo. And uh, potentially another person who could be a former sounder. We'll see how uh, timing works on that one. But we'll see. Speaking of Champions League draw, let's preview it, man. We got the final teams qualifying to yesterday, the matchups that could happen, and the matchups we'd love to see. So with the Champions League, we got 32 teams, four pots of eight. It will be drawn into eight groups of four teams. 26 teams get automatic entry. The six teams played qualifiers. The last three were today. And no two teams from the same federation can be drawn together in the group stage. So Manchester City, Arsenal, Manchester United cannot be paired together. Barcelona and Real Madrid cannot be paired together. Napoli, Inter Milan, and AC Milan cannot be paired together. So on and so forth. So, pot one officially. Manchester City, Sevilla, Barcelona, Napoli, Bayern Munich, PSG, Benfica, and Feyenoord. Feyenoord good teams, bit, man. Good teams. Feyenoord a little bit of a surprise in that one. Oh, they came in first in the Eta Divisi. They did. Pot two. This is loaded, by the way. This is a good Real, one, too. You're not wrong. Real Madrid, Manchester United, Inter Milan, Borussia Dortmund, Atletico Madrid, RB Leipzig, Porto, and Arsenal. I wouldn't want to draw any of those teams, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Pot three, which has been shaken up a little bit after the qualifications. We got Shakhtar Donetsk, Red Bull Salzburg, AC Milan, Lazio, Red Star Belgrade, PSV, Braga, and FC Copenhagen. Pot four. Uh, I want to say newcomers Newcastle, but it's just been a long time. <laughs> newcomers Union Berlin. How about Mons? Yeah, young boys Antwerp, Galatasaray, Real Sociedad, and Celtic. So thoughts on all of these? Some matchups you might want to see. <laughs> oh man, there's a lot of good ones. There's some good teams in in this. I'm 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 excited to see. Honestly, you know what team I'm most excited to watch in this Champions League? Who? Union Berlin. Yeah, me too. Uh, I was uh, been... you know looking at this, and Union Berlin could get a possible group of Manchester City, Real Madrid, and AC Milan. <laughs> that would suck for them. I hope they don't. It would. It would because. Newcastle. I mean, even then, one of those three, one of Milan or Madrid or City are going to go in the Europa League. Right? That would be nuts. That would be the group of death for sure. Uh, How about like teams? Give me like two teams you would love to see face off in a group. In a group? Oh. I just want to see Bayern Munich play Real Madrid. That could be a good one. To start off in a group game. Yeah, it would be. I would love to see Napoli and Arsenal. Okay. And we were talking about all last season when Arsenal were on that tear. Like, what would happen if they played Napoli when they were on their tear? I would love to see it this season. Both teams, Napoli arguably a little bit worse, but Arsenal are supposedly much better. Yeah, supposedly. (laughs) (laughs) 
I would also love to see Real Madrid and Benfica. Interesting. Yeah. Another one that doesn't disappoint usually is Real Madrid and Borussia. Oh, they're in the same group. Hold on, never mind. But maybe a PSG Borussia Dortmund? Yeah. PSG Real Madrid never disappoints either, so. No, it doesn't. Atletico and Manchester City never disappoints either. There's a lot of matchups here. Newcastle playing any of those teams. I know. Like, Can you imagine Real Madrid going the tie inside playing Newcastle? What I would love to see, because all of these teams, it's not because all these teams have the um, vertical stripes, but, you know, seeing Barcelona, Inter Milan, Shakhtar, and Newcastle all in the same group. <laughs> the, team, the group of stripes. Group of vertical stripes. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with my bold prediction, and I don't think you're going to get a Real Madrid and Bayern Munich, I think, because it happens every time Arsenal are in the Champions League. Bayern Munich and Arsenal. Bayern Munich and Arsenal. Uh, and I think Harry Kane is going to return to England to face the team he supported as a child. And score a bunch of goals against him. And that too. So Maybe he says good things now that uh, he's not playing for Tottenham. So. <laughs> <laughs> tout it. Highly tout it. Uh, either that or Barcelona, because those seem to happen every single time Arsenal's in Champions. Well, they're in the. They can't be in the same group. Arsenal and Barcelona. Oh, never mind. Yeah, they can. How about you? Any bold predictions on the draw? I don't know, man. It's it's all random. How do you predict something that's just that random? Sometimes it doesn't seem very random. To be honest with you. Maybe, but it is. It it is. I mean, (laughs) it's random. I I don't even want to mention any potential matchups. I just hope Newcastle gets in with one of the big boys. And we have a fun game. You know what would be fun to see? Now I'm looking at it. Newcastle PSG. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be a fun one. Yeah. Honestly, Newcastle against any of those pot one teams, maybe minus Except Sevilla or Feyenoord. Yeah, would be a good one. You know, I agree. all of honestly pot two, I think would be good against Newcastle. Yeah, well, they can't play Manchester United or Arsenal, so they're bound to get a good team. Yeah, I mean, this Champions League is going to be no joke. A lot of these teams are very, very good. Some there's going to be multiple teams that get knocked into the Euro- Europa League that you would think would challenge for the later stages of the Champions League. So give me your top five favorites to win the Champions League. That's tough. I don't even want to answer that until I see the draw. That's too bad. I'm asking you now. I'll give you five (laughs) now. I'm asking you now. I'll ask you again when the draw happens. Why I'm saying that is because it might change by the time the draw happens. I'm asking uh, you now, I'm, man. Looking at all okay. the teams that are okay. in it, which teams are the most favorite? City, obviously. Yeah. Bayern Munich, now that they have Harry Kane. Yep. Real Madrid. Okay, you got the three obvious ones out of the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the last two are a little harder. A little bit. I'm going to go with Arsenal and Barcelona, but that's not really a shock. So. Okay. 
How about you? So yeah, obviously City, Munich, Real Madrid. And like you said, it's the other two. I want to throw. I want to throw PSG in there, but you know, if they get in a group with Real Madrid and they get another tough team from pot three or four with Vinny Junior out, it could cause some problems for Real Madrid. And with Mbappe saying, mm-hmm. and now he is the main man officially, officially. with no Neymar, no Messi. Feel like half of that whole transfer saga was just a show until they got rid of Neymar. Yeah. Because it's no secret I, that those two did not like each other. I want to say a team from Italy, man. Either Napoli, Inter Milan, AC Milan. AC Milan is going to be real sneaky this year. I think I, I, I'm going to throw AC Milan in there. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you were to ask me my underdogs, AC Milan would be at the top of that list. They've looked good at the start of Serie A. So those, 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 signing, those would man. be mine. They have maybe had the best transfer window of any team in the world. Especially with the money spent. It's crazy. They barely spent a hundred million. With the prices what they bought those yeah. players, yeah. Yeah. Alright. So not only do we have a Champions League draw, but we got transfer deadline day, so it's gonna get crazy. It's gonna be wild, what? man. Transfers what? coming out of nowhere that no one saw coming. And it, it happens the blink of an eye. It really, it really does. does on deadline so day. Let's preview what might happen because we don't know. Uh, I have and no maybe idea. Maybe some bold predictions of what <laughs> will happen. This is all going to be hearsay, probably by the time this airs. So I, I honestly, when you wrote this segment in, man, I was like, I have no idea. I, I was. <laughs> I mean, the only one I could really think of was I think Spurs are going to sign a forward. I think they have to. Yeah. Okay. They can't so rely on Richarlison. Who do you think that and, forward's going to be? And then if Richarlison gets hurt, they would be up shit they creek without their, a paddle, man. new 18 or 20-year-old signing from Argentina. So, yeah, I'm going with Brennan Johnson. Okay. And so this one's kind of a striker? weird one. Because I don't think it necessarily makes Spurs better. I don't think he starts. I still think Richarlison will start, potentially. But they they just need a striker. They do. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, Brennan Johnson, I he's think quick. Brennan Johnson might start. I think he could beat out Kuliseski for the right side. He he makes good runs, but his finishing is not the best yet. It's just not. Yet. Yet. Yeah, yeah. it's a key word, yeah. I mean, it, just what we've seen so far of him. You know, he's been in the Premier League one season. Mm-hmm. So it's... And so that's, that's one I... I think Spurs sign a striker. Yeah. Potentially Brennan Johnson. Okay. And then another one is Eric Dyer is going to leave Spurs. Well, I think it seems inevitable, but I don't think he fits in the Postacoglu's plans. I don't think he's a type of defender Postacoglu wants. Who comes and gets him? That's up in the air. But I'm going to go with Bayern Munich. Okay. After selling uh, Benjamin Pavard. Yeah, I mean, that's quite the downgrade for them. Personally. It is, <laughs> but they got Kim Min Jae already. They got Upamecano, yeah. Delict, playing that yeah, center I mean, back role. In in Germany, maybe he does better. I mean, he'd get to, you know, line up with his old buddy, Harry Kane. Yeah, he would. Spurs yeah. buddy, England buddy, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think 
it's definitely, I think you're right. It's definitely time for Eric Dyer to move on from, from Spurs. I don't think he's ever going to really play there again besides, you know, massive injury troubles. But Yeah, I don't see it happening. After watching him last season and how error prone he was, man, him and Hugo Lloris both need to go. Well, it's not only error prone, but he's not best on one-on-one scenarios. Slow. His age is short. And he's going to be putting a... That's it. He's slow. You're not wrong. He's mm-hmm. he's not quick. And he's going to be putting a lot of those situations with uh, the way Ange plays. Yeah. Agreed. Especially very isolated at times. Very. I think that's a good shout. It really is. Um, and I think you might see that happen even before deadline day. So okay. who do you got? What's, what do you, I'm, I got I'm a guessing lot. you got some bold got predictions lot, there, man. transfer guru. Yeah, I got a lot, and uh, I'll just ask for your reactions, mostly. So okay. I'll say them out, and you can tell me whatever the hell you want after that. <laughs> First one, not really a bold prediction, but it's just how ridiculous the spending is in England. The EPL pretty- will, they'll surpass their record of 1.92 billion pounds for a transfer window, and I think they're going to surpass it by hitting the 2 billion pound mark. I mean, it's England or Saudi Arabia spending money. Yeah, well, I don't think Saudi Arabia are going to quite pass that because they haven't even hit a billion yet. But they do have 20 days after the English transfer window ends to spend money on players. That's what's wild. So if you're an England man and Saudi Arabia comes, you know, for example, you know, Mo Salah has been a rumor going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I think then if you're any of these teams, your window's closed, man, you just tell Saudi Arabia... Nope. Yeah. You say, or at least, at least say that you can't sign him until January. Yeah, you, so you come back in January. Added 20 mil onto whatever asking price you had, and then say you he'll go there in January, but he's not going until then. I mean, yeah, I think that's going to have to be what it is. But then again, you know, if a player tries to leave, you can't force stop a move. Him. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which. My biggest, boldest prediction, Mo Salah will leave Liverpool and go to Saudi You think Arabia. he will, huh? I don't think so. You got to get bold, man, and that's the boldest of them all. It is bold. I will give you yeah. that, but I don't think it happens. Not enough time for Liverpool to get a replacement in. I wouldn't say that necessarily, but it's they can't necessarily replace him. I mean, you're losing 20 goals more than that but yeah you think of assists he creates too yeah i mean he might be their best passer of the ball as well so uh, yeah i mean you're losing you probably have to sign two players to even i mean you saw that ball he played for luis diaz against chelsea opening day oh and and then see the viewpoint he had how he saw luis diaz i have no idea uh one that's not very bold Steven Gerrard will sign another former Liverpool player for Al Etifak. And my guess is going to be Gigi Wijnaldum because he's still not playing for whatever team he plays for now. Not Loris Karius? No. <laughs> I think they'll go for Allison before they do that. <laughs> no, they'll go for uh, Adrian. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, that's not too far out of the ballpark, but. Okay, Chelsea, having signed Cole Palmer, will still sign two more players. 
two more. Okay, four hundred million spent this summer. So that'll equate to a quarter of the transfer business in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> they've also brought in the most money. Yeah, they did, but they've spent four hundred million, or almost. So, yeah. Uh, under the radar, Inter Milan will sign Tungai Dombele on loan for the season from Tottenham Hotspur, and uh, he might just do what he did at Napoli for them. Not play very much, come off the bench. But play very well when he comes off the bench. Okay. Seems like that's what he did at Napoli. We're going to go with Brentford. Okay. I know you said Brandon Johnson might go to uh, Tottenham. I think either Brendan Johnson or Hugo Ekatike will go to Brentford. They're linked with both players. It's going to still be a club record either one they sign, probably about 50 mil. Yeah, Ekatike is at PSG? Yes. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Yeah, both are young. Both can play right wing or striker. I think both of them come in and eventually be the replacement for Ivan Tone. Okay. Uh, Manchester. I know you said they're not going to sign anybody, but Manchester United will get Sofian Amrabat across the line, but not on a permanent transfer on a loan deal. I don't know if I call that one bold because he's been linked with them all all summer. Say, yeah, I didn't say it was bold, but uh, these are the bold, bold traditions, with, man. Though. Bold one I will go with. Union Berlin will sign Leonardo Benucci. Benucci. Thirty-six years old, I think, but he doesn't really play much for Juventus anymore. Union Berlin need that sort of leadership and experience in the Champions League. Just makes sense. Okay. Um, I was gonna say Luton Town will sign Rob Holding on loan, but that's not really a bold prediction, so I'm gonna leave it alone. And then okay. Barcelona will sign Jao Felix, but at what cost? I so let me ask you a question. Will they be able to register him? Will they be able to play? I don't know. Chelsea's been linked with both Ferran Torres and Rafinha. Do they get rid of one of them? I mean, they're still trying to figure out Jao Cancelo over there at Barca. Yeah, and they need to get rid of at least two players' wages to be able to even think about. Jao Felix, so I don't think they do. That is my bold prediction to end all of my bold predictions. Okay, well, those are pretty bold, man. We'll see how many of them actually come true. Yeah, I mean, last I think it was January, I did predict Neymar would go to Chelsea. He did go to a team in blue and white, it just wasn't Chelsea, so <laughs> it was kind of around the same. That's what you're trying to get, man. He went to a team with the same color jersey <laughs> i mean in january would you have predicted that saudi arabia would be signing so many good players not as many as they have got that's for sure yeah. so I, I mean at least had the colors right i'll just say that you had the colors right you heard it here man <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on Match week four in the Premier League. We got some good matchups, and we got some uh, potential snooze fests. So let's get into it. First up, we got Luton Town against West Ham. 
It's Luton's first game at home. Let's go, Luton! There's going to be quite the scene. Scenes, man. There's going to be multiple of them. (laughs) Oh, man. It's going to be nuts. I'm very excited to see it. But the real question is, can West Ham keep their cool and keep their form at the same time? It's West Ham, so I'm going to say no. I feel like West Ham will be coming off this huge high. You know, they've they got a win against Brighton, that win against Chelsea, and now I think they come back down to earth here at Luton. <laughs> yeah. You think Luton's gonna win, huh? I know I wrote win, but honestly I am I'm, I'm leaning more towards a draw, but I'll I'll yeah. stick with my, my Luton team. Okay. You think more of a like crazy emotional comeback? Like West Ham scores early and then Luton comes back and everything just goes nuts. I don't know. I don't think it'll be quite like that. I think Luton I, might come out hot and flying. They're going to be yeah. riding that high of the Premier League, their first home game there. I'm going to go Luton scores first, but West Ham win the game. Counterattacking? I, I don't Seems think Seems to be so. the only think, way they score. <laughs> I think West Ham will dominate possession. I think James Ward-Prowse... And Lucas Paqueta will make the difference. Okay, maybe, they are quality. Maybe, uh debut from Mohamed Kudus. I'm excited to see him in the Premier League. I'm not going to lie. Too. I am too. What a player he was in the World Cup. I just can't wait to see him, even for West Ham. And their ridiculous bubble jerseys. <laughs> they do have some bubbles. <laughs> their white jerseys are amazing, though. I will say it. The white badge, the white jersey. They look fantastic. Okay, to the snooze fest. We got the two worst teams in the Premier League, Sheffield United against Everton. Everton, who have not scored a goal. Yep, not won a game. Sheffield United took City to the brink. And because they did that, man, I'm going to go with a a win for Sheffield. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with an absolute snooze fest and a nil-nil draw. Watch this be like 4-5 or, or something. Right, right. Or 3-3. Three, three. Something like that. Yeah. Right, just not the <laughs> nil-nil. Uh, you, would, you would. One of the most intriguing battles of the weekend, we got Chelsea and Nottingham Forest. Okay, Chelsea and Forest at the bridge. At the bridge. Can Forrest continue to get goals inside the first couple minutes? Or can they even play like that for 90 minutes? Show's like, no, that's what they're showing <laughs> us, man. And then can Chelsea keep up the chemistry between Sterling and Malo Gusto? I think Chelsea get it done, man. Well, after seeing Chelsea against Wimbledon in the FA Cup today. A little rough, right? A little Cup, rough. A lot of rough. I'm going to go with a Forest win in this one. Oh, I think they got a result there last year, if I'm not mistaken. I think they got a draw. Yeah, it's still not what I said. So I, I know it's not wrong. what I said, but... But that is a result nonetheless. I just, I think this Chelsea squad are so ebb and flow and up and down that they don't play great for 90 minutes. If Forrest can get a couple of goals early like they did against United, I don't think Chelsea can come back like United did. Oh, I don't think so either. How about the champions? Who are they playing? The champions? They're playing Fulham. Champions Manchester City. Against 
Fulham, who are in great form. And the question really is, can Fulham keep their solid form going against the champions? It's at the Etsy have, man. It is. I don't think they can. Okay. For me, the way Fulham has been playing, especially on the counter, they don't need a lot of opportunities. City have been a little prone to the counter this season. I'm going to draw. They're prone with their one goal they've conceded. That's why I got to give it to City, man. That defense is... Somehow they made it better. That defense is just better now this season than last. And they just look rock solid back there. Yeah. I'm only going for a draw because of how much Fulham has impressed me this season. So, you're probably right. To be honest. If it is a draw, because you're saying a draw, correct? Yes. So, nil-nil would be perfect. Yeah. For Fulham. Okay. Burnley and Tottenham. Will we see an open box-to-box game, or will Burnley sit back and try to stifle Ange Ball? I'm going Spurs, man. Ange Ball looked good in the Premier League. I think he gets back to that best first 11, and they get the job done at Burnley. Okay. I know Vincent Company does not like to sit back. And that'll play right into Ange's hands. I do think this will be a higher scoring game than most people think, but I think Spurs win. So I will agree. We got Brentford against Bournemouth. Will Mbomo and Jan Bisa keep up their goal scoring form? Yeah, Kevin Shade in there as well. Yeah, with a Galasso at the weekend, man. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going all Brentford. Especially at Brentford, man. That that home field is a fortress for them. Yes, it is. And I'm not going to disagree with you with this one. Brentford at home against the Bournemouth squad that is not good away from home. I'm going with Brentford all day. Crystal Palace against Wolves. Is this the game we see the real Crystal Palace? I mean, we haven't seen them yet. Is that a I mean, they drew last weekend to Brentford. Mm-hmm. Sellers Park is a tough place to go to. It is a tough place to go. So how will I'm, Wolves fare without Matthias Nunes? I'm going to go... Oh, I don't know. So Wolves impressed me against Man United and then did not impress me in their last game at the weekend. I'm going to go a draw. Okay. I'm going to not bet against old Roy Hodgson because that bit me in the butt a lot last you always, season. Whenever you bet against and him. this season, I picked it against them and they, well, except for the Arsenal game, which should have probably been a draw. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to bet against Roy Hodgson. So, Palace it is for me. So, All right. On to what y'all have been waiting for, our Fab Five. Our games to watch for this weekend. There's a lot of really good games. This was hard to narrow down. Like we even have to give out some honorable mentions, man. We do. So we're going to start with Italy. 
AS Roma and AC Milan because it's on Friday. But I mean, yeah, could have gone with Napoli, Lazio, Inter, or Fiorentina. Both great games. But when in Rome. <laughs> when in Rome. Actually in Rome. Will Romelu Lukaku make his debut? I got to point out, enter against Fiorentina as the Champions League finalist against the Conference League finalist. <laughs> yes, it is. So, yeah, will Lukaku make his debut? Probably too soon. Yeah. I mean, did you see there, Roma's president flew to London in his private jet to pick him up. And flew I did him back. see that. That's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. As him as the pilot. I mean, Milan have looked good so far in City. Ah, oh, man, they scored six goals in their first two games. Yeah. One American, Christian Pulisic, has been amazing. Finding you know who else has been amazing? Form. Olivier, better than Neymar, Giroud. The king Score goal, Three goals in two games, king man. Oli. King Oli. Or will... Rafael Leal get his first yeah, goal. Yeah, dude, can he get going? I know. Imagine that attack if all three of them are on fire. Holy cow. Scary. That's Scary. why I have him as dark horses in the Champions League, man. And I don't disagree with you at all. Then we got Roma, on the other hand, are looking for their first win after drawing a loss to start the season, which is really surprising seeing who they've signed. I mean, Hasim Awar, Renato Sanchez, Leandro Paredes, and now Lukaku. None of them have started together. Oddly enough. No, and it's the games they played. So their loss is to Verona. So that's a bit disappointing. Mm -hmm. And then their uh, draw, I think it was to Salernitana. Yes, it was. Yeah, who they had problems against last season. So it's not the best start for that Roma and Jose Mourinho. But yeah, that midfield, man, that midfield, they got some good players, right? Like, you wouldn't think they'd be struggling with the those players. Omar, Sanchez, and Paredes. No, I don't think so either. But, I mean, then you look at this AC Milan team, you're like, ugh, they're scary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going um, Milan, man. Same. Yeah. I'm going with the red and black in this one. And uh, honestly, I, I don't really think it's going to be close. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, off to the Premier League. Brighton. Ooh, I'm excited about this Newcastle. one. Newcastle. The rough set of fixtures continues for Newcastle. Both teams looking to bounce back after tough losses. Will we get an Ansu Fati debut? Maybe. Probably not. I know you're excited. Who you got for this? Oh, man, I'm going with... I'm going to go with Brighton. <laughs> I'm going to go Brighton. <laughs> yeah. I I personally, I can't see anything between these two teams, even at the Amex, and I'm going to go with the draw. So I think we're, the reason I'm saying Brighton and why I think they'll excel in this game is they're coming off a tough loss to West mm-hmm. Ham. They're mm-hmm. still playing at the Amex. But Brighton plays better against teams that play attacking football. Versus teams that sit back and defend. I agree. Yeah. And Brighton are very susceptible to a counterattack. First, man, Newcastle, they're just balls to the wall. You know, they're trying to get that ball from you and go. 
And I think against Brighton with their slick passing, they might be able to get around them. I think you're onto something, especially watching Manchester City against Newcastle. But I think, I mean, obviously Brighton is not as good of a defense as City is. No, but also in that game, I feel like Newcastle sat off. They did quite a bit. And I don't think that Eddie Howe will let them do it for this game. I don't think they'll show the same respect to Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this will be a very open game. And I think this will be one of the best games to watch all season. I think it'll be fun. You're not wrong. Speaking of fun games to watch, we've got Union Berlin against RB Leipzig. Whew, goal machines in this one, man. Goal machines. I mean, Union Berlin have been in fantastic form. They scored eight goals in two games. Four goals each game is average there. That's crazy. looking like the Brighton of the Bundesliga. They are. They are. That's a good comparison. I like it. has uh, got four goals in two games, including a hat trick in the opener against Mainz. Leipzig coming off a huge win against Stuttgart, scoring five goals in the second half. Who you got in this one? I'm going Union Berlin, man. I'm high on them. Me too, man. They look good, and I'm very excited to watch this game in particular. And I'm going to go Union Berlin as well, mostly because they're at home. I think it'll be pretty close. And so I'll admit, I haven't watched a lot of Union Berlin, but I have watched RB Leipzig. Yeah. And so, for example, that Stuttgart game against Leipzig, they did not play well in that first half, and Stuttgart were actually ahead 1-0. Yeah. And then the second half, maybe it was Leipzig, yes, played well, but a little bit of a Stuttgart collapse slash mistakes cost them. And so I'm going for Lynn, man. Yeah. They will definitely capitalize on those mistakes, I will say. All right. Another big game in the Premier League. Liverpool, Aston Villa. I mean, how will Liverpool's defense fare without Virgil van Dijk? I mean, he's suspended for this one. He got an additional game added on to that for his conduct after his red card. All of his shenanigans, yelling at the ref, not going off yeah. the field. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I think the biggest thing in this game is can Unai Emery get the edge on Jurgen Klopp with 11 men? Because if Liverpool get to 10, I think Liverpool will win. It'll be better. Yeah. They've had a red card in their last two games. Yeah. Yeah. I think if Liverpool get down to 10, Aston Villa stands no chance. (laughs) Which is wild to say. But Liverpool, man, their attack, like I said, it's a Rolls Royce, Ferrari, their midfield's a a BMW, and their defense is a slug bug, man. It's a Volkswagen. El Camino. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a beater yeah. but yeah it's beat up it's been knocked around poor trent last weekend got beat up and knocked around i know, I know. i'm gonna give it to liverpool though man the way they surprised me against newcastle we'll see if darwin nunez gets a start after that display i mean i mean what more can a guy do to get a start hopefully my predictions are correct though mo Salah will not play in this game I guess that's true. If he leaves, I I could change, honestly, my prediction if he leaves. So I'm going to go, regardless if Mo Salah is there or not, I'm going to go with a draw if Liverpool have 10 and, or sorry, with Liverpool have 11 and a Liverpool win if they have 10 players. 
<laughs> so if a player gets sent off, then they win, huh? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I'm going Liverpool. But I think Villa okay. will put up quite the fight. They're they're a fantastic team. They, and they look are, pretty good as well. They are, but it is at Anfield, so I understand why you pick And then the final game of the weekend, the blockbuster. The big one for us. It all, the big one, not just for us, but for a lot of the world, to be honest with you. We got Arsenal against Manchester United at the Emirates. United struggling with a lot of injuries in this one. I mean, Varane is out. Luke Shaw is out. Mason Mount, Tyrell Malassia, Mondialo, they're all out. Most of those are defenders. Their defense is going to be a little beaten up. Does Harry Maguire start for this one? I'm guessing it'll be Victor Lindelof and Lissandro Martinez. Okay. And Lissandro Martinez has been very error-prone this season so far that is interesting so i've noticed in these first couple united games him and veron both of them have been pulled off at halftime in a game yeah martina's gotten like an early yellow i think against wolves and he came mm. off and then i'm not sure what happened to Iran. i think it was he got injured i think so he guys made a glass too man yeah and somehow i just see manchester weeks, united how they've started everyone's been talking about their play how they were lucky to get these wins Watch them just put on a display against Arsenal with the Emirates. Yeah, and I mean, it is possible that That's Rasmus the life Hoyland, of an Arsenal fan. <laughs> Rasmus Hoyland could make his debut. And life of an Arsenal fan, we saw it last year when Anthony made his debut. As terrible as he was the rest of the season, he scored a fantastic goal against Arsenal in his debut. So I, I got to throw that out there. However, the real questions are more about Arsenal than Manchester United. Will Gabriel Jesus be able to start? Will he be fit enough? And then the most pressing question. That defense will Mikel lineup. Arteta actually go to a normal formation against Man United? <laughs> That's what's for me, man. So to pick a winner, it's going to depend on the formation Arteta has out there. If Thomas Partey starts it right back and they go through that nonsense, I don't think Arsenal win this game. If he starts, you know, as in well, Janko, yeah, Gabriel. Especially because especially it's going to be Thomas Partey against Marcus Rashford. Yeah, that so he's got to start Zinchenko, Saliba, Gabriel, and Ben White, and he then better, I think he's got he better something. better start Gabriel or I'm going to freak out. I'm just going to say. Maybe that. play Partey in that midfield with Odegaard and Declan Rice. Mikel Arteta, if you're listening, please, for this game, <laughs> please sit Kai Havertz. Please. I'm begging you. Yeah. You need a little more defensive cover than Kai Havertz for this one. And I would love to see Declan Rice unleashed against Manchester United. But Some, Arsenal really, well, I was going to say Arsenal really need a win in this one because they got a tough six-game stretch coming up. They got United this weekend. Then they play Everton away. Which Spurs was tricky at, last season, apparently. Spurs at home. Bournemouth away. Manchester City at home. And then they go to Stamford Bridge to play Chelsea in their next six games. So they need three points badly in this one. If they want to be title contenders, yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're going to be far behind the eight ball real fast. They're going to be far behind that city ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and potentially, potentially <laughs> Spurs and Ange ball. It's just city, man. They're, they're, they're going to, so I know we both predicted. We we predicted Arsenal, but man, can City just make history and win four? 
I mean, it's more likely than Arsenal winning the title. I, I think so. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, if, if they win four, is this is Pep the greatest manager? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, he's already up there right now. He's already one of the best, but if, if yeah. he just wins four in the Premier League, you know? Four in a row? In the hardest league to do that in? Never been done, yeah. yeah. He didn't even do that with Barcelona. So, I think that's quite something to say. Well, that's all I have to say, man. This is the end of this episode. Yeah, I will say that I am going to pick Arsenal to win this game. So. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, it depends for me on the formation, but come on, you Gunners. It's at the Emirates. United are not good away from home. Like, they're really bad. So, I got to give it to Arsenal. Well, let's hope so, man. <laughs> but make sure you guys check out our Facebook instagram tiktok youtube make sure to like subscribe give us the four stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on spotify apple and as always we love you guys thank you so much for listening cheers